Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to The Fringe of It, episode number 29. How are you on this Friday night, Liv? It's four minutes past eight. I know, this is probably the the wildest episode you're going to listen to. I think it sounds like I'm probably phoning in on a late night talk show on on a drive home. It does, it does a bit. (laughs) But I'm good. I'm I'm quite tired. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm ready for bed. I think if both of us stay awake during this podcast recording, it'll be a miracle. I know. I mean, when I spoke to you earlier, I did ask why you were so tired and... Do you want to care to elaborate and let let the listeners know why you're so tired at eight o'clock on a Friday night? I am shattered. My eyelids are stinging when I close them and I can't stop yawning because I was... She was out on the tiles all night in Lincoln. I wasn't. I was up till half past 12. I, I can't even say it browsing swimwear online that's it that's it there was no intervals for any other bad behavior I'm shattered when you told me that I was she was like I'm so tired I had a really late one last night and I was like oh my god are you all right were you up all night what happened were you out partying drinking I don't know drugs no swimwear cozies <laughs> I know I know I'm pretty pathetic but in my defense I have been ill on top of ill oh I know you've been you've been through the wars this week we last saw each other a week last Thursday or basically last Thursday I get confused when I say things like that and um June had been sick just before I'd left for London and then I got a text she'd been sick I think once more sorry if, if nobody wants to talk about bodily fluids but this story is heavily he- heavy on the bodily fluids um so I, I went home on the Thursday night Friday night she couldn't go to nursery um Saturday she was she was on and off but then Sunday it got me both ends um, so I, it was just horrendous. It was absolutely horrendous. Um, so that was me all of Sunday evening into Monday. Um, Monday, I couldn't do anything. Tuesday, I started to feel a bit better. We took June to the doctors cause she had, um, other things. She's got an ear infection and things. So she's now on antibiotics. Um, I've stopped being sick, but then my mum, who was looking after us, she went down, she got it. 
Oh. And then my dad, who was also round here, he got it. No, are they out of it now? No, no, they're fine. They only got one end, um, the sick end. And um, <laughs> and theirs was quite short. But the whole family, because Jack's away, the whole family's just feeling a little bit, we're a little bit tired. Oh, you poor things. But yeah, we all had designated sick bowls. Oh. There was, oh, it was just awful. It was awful. I should have gone to bed earlier last night. But in my defence... Were you not in bed browsing? Oh, yeah, I was in bed browsing. Sorry, I was in bed. I should have gone to sleep earlier. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, as if you were not in bed browsing. <laughs> Absolutely. Why are you tired? What have you been doing? Well, this I mean, this is going to sound like it should be a wild story. And then it's going to come flat down. <laughs> I've been in Ibiza this week. <laughs> is it all those closing parties where they're making you tired? The thought of them was making me tired. Did you go to any parties? No. No. I went to none. Um, I didn't go to any parties. I actually went out there with my mum, my dad, my brother and Joe. Um, my great aunt lives out there. So that was wonderful. We hung out with her. Um, she's lived out there for about 35 years. So she's a true true resident. Um, but it was absolutely lovely. We, I mean, the weather, I was a bit worried about it. Going out somewhere in October, I was a bit like, Ugh thought we were playing with fire a little bit um playing but it was, with fire quite quite dramatic um okay I wasn't quite playing with fire I was a bit apprehensive as to how the weather would go um but it was really nice we had one kind of gray day which we used very wisely and spent a lot watching tv which although felt a bit wasteful being in a lovely country was felt like a real holiday day but oh my god I've never been bitten so much I must be the juiciest human because I am just, I've got about 11 bites. Oh my goodness. Did anybody come up with a good solution, a good remedy? So many. I had so many good suggestions. And obviously there was like antihistamines. Um, There were certain things. There was an Avon, like soothing body lotion. People said it's a great repellent. I was like, what Avon? Yeah, I've heard lots and lots of good things about this Avon repellent. Just amazing. So many suggestions. So I need to implement those. But apart from that, I had a lovely time. Very restful. Towards the end of the week, I did get a little bit like, when you start worrying about work a little bit and feeling Mm. a bit behind and that kind of started creeping in and there were a couple of things like I posted actually an Instagram story because I feel like when you're on holiday there is that pressure to document it and you know capture those candid holiday moments for people to see even if you're not doing them and even if you are inside watching Jeremy Kyle Exactly. Um, so we were at the beach on one day, and I've been actually reading Catherine Ormerod's um, Why Social Media is Ruining Your Life. Which oh, is how is good. it? Really good, really meaty, like packed full of like research and quotes and stats. Really fascinating, really, really interesting. So I really enjoy reading that. There's lots of different chapters on loads of things, but um, I'm still quite early on in the book. You know, I'm like, I go on holiday, I take about five books with me, read half of one. There was one point where we went to the beach and I was having a lovely time. And I was like, oh, Joe, can you just get a picture of me in my bikini and a t-shirt looking really cool and all the rest of it. Bearing in mind, getting my period, lots of signs were like, nah, shouldn't be doing this. Did it felt really miserable couldn't spend ages trying to get a good angle and I was like 
why do we do this to ourselves? Yeah, what are you doing? Just just stop, stop and enjoy it. Like it's so weird how we're like we like we interrupt this fun beach service to take a stupid picture you're gonna put online and feel miserable about seeking validation. I'm like, why do we do it? And what's Catherine's book got to say about that? Well, I haven't actually got to the part on body image, but I imagine it's got a lot of things to say. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoying it. So yeah, I've just been in Ibiza. Been in Ibiza. Oh, I think that's a nice um, tie-in. So let's move on to shopping. So you bought a book. Yep, so I bought Catherine's book and I bought a couple of other books which I haven't actually started yet. So I feel I'm going to hold off from recommending them. Let's spell Just... Catherine's name because I think I feel like I, I know how to find her on Instagram. But if you can't spell her name, let me get let me get it up. So it's Catherine with a K and then it's O-R-M-E-R-O-D. And on Instagram, she is Catherine underscore Ormerod. While we're talking about books, Scarlett Curtis's book has come out this week called Feminists Don't Wear Pink. Oh, yes. And first of all, the cover's amazing. It's pink. But it's a collection of, what's the word for it? A collection of... Essays. Yeah. Wise words from wise women. It is brilliant. But she's had, I don't know, quite the day of it, hasn't she? I saw this on... Well, my dad told me because we were just about to, we just landed from the plane, and my dad was like, "Did you see what's gone on in Topshop?" And I was, I am completely shocked, completely shocked. Well, yeah, you feel people, people. I sound like I've had a drink. I've not. I've had a cup of tea and I've got a glass of water. So basically, um, Scarlet and Penguin were well had a pop-up shop in Topshop Oxford Street, which was aiming to raise money and support the launch of the book and tie in with everything. And it was a really gorgeous space. And although I don't think we're totally sure what's gone on, is it's basically been dismantled by Topshop, which is a really, really bizarre thing because they are a brand that obviously their audience is young girls and they sell a lot of I suppose, merch that is like, I don't know, with lots of feminist slogans on it. And it just seems like a really strange, contradictory, I don't know, a bit of a distasteful move from them. Yeah. So I'm on her stories and Penguin Books did a tweet thread, Twitter thread, um, and said, for anyone hoping to visit the pop-up After a huge amount of work on this groundbreaking partnership, we assembled our stand this morning and were rearing to go. However, just 20 minutes later, it had been dismantled by Topshop. We're working on finding another place to hold our pop-up and the amazing products that support Girl Up. In the meantime, thank you for your support. The book aims to prove that the word feminist is accessible to everyone. Today's event suggests there is still... And then... I don't know where the rest of the tweet is, but I oh, there's still some work to do. There we go. And then um, Scarlett said, not allowed to say much, but pretty shaken. Hashtag pink, not green. I think that's quite interesting. It might, might be something to do with Philip Green. Uh, I just, I think it is a very bad move on their part. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if they're going to respond. Um, but Instagram's pretty angry today, um, as is Twitter. Um, oh, here we go. her latest Instagram story what makes me most sad and sickened is a man who is responsible for clothing an entire nation of teenage girls thinks it's too controversial to fight for their equality Mm. 
Um, and then she's quoted um, some quotes from her book. So definitely go and check out Scarlett's book because I feel like today um, it needs everyone's support more than more than ever. Yeah, it's an app. She is one of the most intelligent, trailblazing women, I think, out there at the moment. She's doing so many good things and she's so inspiring. I think she's such a brilliant role model. So definitely, definitely, if you need some good reading, check out that book as well. What else? What else have you been buying this week, Liv? This week, I've been, well, I've been regretting not buying a jacket from Mango that I wish I'd bought. And it's, you know the one. I know the one. It's the best shade of baby blue. Oh, it's like a tealy baby blue and it's got huge buttons. It's almost like a bomber style jacket with a cool collar. And my friend Lindsay of Ropes of Holland had it on. She looked amazing. Oh, Lindsay was where I saw it. Uh, oh, what, what an influencer. But I was just obsessed with it. And I had it in my bag and I was like, really, do I need it? Put it out of my bag. It's gone. And I haven't been to an IRL store to search it down yet. But I just, I'm regretting it. I'm, I've really, I'm loving the colour combination of like a camel or like a brownie tan colour and a baby blue and I've just I've spoiled myself Charlotte so that's what I've not been buying that colour combination sorry to interrupt is so 60s I also especially love a leopard print like a large leopard print with that and and when I say baby blue it's a specific shade of baby blue like you say a tealy baby blue it's such a colour combo almost slightly green Mm. oh it's dreamy. I had, I found a note on my phone, actually, because when I went to Bordeaux earlier this summer, I went into this really cool little shop and they had these cords styled with this blue jumper. And I made a note on my phone. I was like, that's a nice colour combination. What did the note say? It said, let me see if I can find it. Camel cords, teal jumper with white vans. <laughs> Deep thoughts in my notes. Absolutely love people's notes on their... Um on their phone I really want to tell you about my friend but I feel like she she might be cross with me but I'm I've started so I'll finish so I used to look through our notes because they just really make me laugh um and once I I saw a shopping list and it was like boots for work two inch heel um what else did it have oh it's really not that funny when I'm retelling it but it just said talc question mark (laughs) and I was like friend insert friend's name um what's what's talc question mark and she was like well I was just thinking the other day like I didn't know whether to start getting into talc or not (laughs) (laughs) I lost it but yeah it's it's not actually that funny when I retell it but um no it is funny yeah you'd have to know the person because she's just yeah who uses talc I remember I used it when I was a baby and I know old people use it but is there anyone in between I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like if anyone of an age around 30 were to use it, it would be us. And if we're not using it... Well, I, I'm, my nana used to use it on me all the time when I was younger. But what a mess. I know. It does go everywhere, doesn't it? Yeah, I if... use it for um, when I dress up as an old lady. <laughs> well, I did well. <laughs> I did once on Halloween. They needed more context around that. <laughs> Just when you went out on a Wednesday. If there are any fringe of it listeners that are out there using talcum powder, please get in touch. I've got so many questions for you. I can't believe this episode has taken this turn. Right. Every time I I think we surprise ourselves. 
Right. If you've not bought anything else this week, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm One gonna more see thing. If, okay, go One on. One more thing. So, it was Lauren's t-shirt. A new merch launch this week. So Lauren of Girl vs Cancer launched her second collection, and it is cracking. She's done a collaboration with Poppy's Papercuts, who is an amazing, amazing kind of illustrator. She does all this beautiful, like, cutout work, and she's incredible. And they've done an amazing collection of T-shirts together. And, yeah, she launched this week. They look gorgeous. She's got some new jumpers. I am mentioning it on here as well because the site was down for 12 hours or just around that, like, around that time. So I think she lost a lot of traffic, which was a real, real shame. So if you want to go and check it out, they are incredible. And I think 25% of profits go to four of her partner charities as well, which is amazing. Um, So, yeah, I've been so excited about that as well. And if anybody is wondering, I have to, um, because the amount of, for some reason, I feel like my followers think I am the official spokesperson on first dates. Oh, wow. Which is absolutely, you know... A wonderful position to be in but it is the same girl that was on first dates just in case because I don't know if everybody makes that connection just in case anybody because on first dates they didn't actually mention her like girl versus cancer the charity which was a little bit frustrating I feel like channel four could have could have easily given her a bit of bit of promo there so oh that's frustrating but yes go and buy her t-shirts they are awesome they are gorgeous and she is a one woman powerhouse and doing such an amazing job and raising some serious money and some serious awareness so yeah go Go. lauren go lauren what have you been buying this week well what have i been buying okay this is what we started discussing last week and i think i stopped you because i have made my first purchase from suzanne (gasps) oh and i am thrilled to bits with it it came it came in the nicest box and it (gasps) had my name on it which you know because you're you're a suzanne shopper anyway but boxes oh sorry that was worth interrupting for no it's fine i feel like we interrupt each other all the time i feel like we're getting worse but anyway let's let's just carry on just carry on um so suzanne i probably first they came on my radar last year. I'm late. I'm late to so many parties. Um, and I wanted to visit their apartment in Paris when we were there in November, but it's only open Saturday, Sunday. I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we were literally there for no, it's not even open Sunday. Sorry, why am I arguing with myself? Basically, when I was in Paris, it was open on the Saturday. The queue was so big because we were staying just around the corner from it and I decided not to go. And then the rest of my trip, it was shut and I was really upset because I kind of wanted to touch their things um, and close in the flesh. I know, I'm sorry. Let me recover from that one. And um, <laughs> and ever since I've watched them on Instagram, I'm signed up to their emails because they, they don't just have the same collection available all the time they I like the way they do it everything's kind of like special and limited and they always count down to their launches I just think it's really lovely and I and I've I've pondered with the purchase here and there because it's not it's not cheap but it's 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 all really well made it's ethically made um and it's not um kind of fast fashion it's 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 just nice classic wardrobe pieces. Anyway, so I saw this blouse and it's got a really nice ruched, ruched. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> went went really kind of like Liz McDonald there. Um, it's got a ruched, 
neck and ruched cuffs and I just thought it's bordery on glaze and it's white it'd be a really nice layering piece for winter and it arrived the other day and it was just beautifully packaged it was just it was an experience from start to finish I loved every single minute of my experience with Suzanne so that's all I've got a glowing glowing review and um, so I got that and then I went rummaging in that cabbage, cabbages and roses sale again oh she didn't well it's now up to 70% off final markdowns um, and I'd had my Stop. eye on these gingham dungarees black and white really large gingham and I just I just couldn't I just couldn't hold it any longer um they were still there in my size and they came and I didn't dare try them on for a couple of days because I felt a bit naughty about buying them I had them on today they're just they're amazing I love them oh they are good I did see on your stories and I was like what are they and then I was like good decision yeah, really good decision. I think I'm going to get a lot of wear out of them. So today I went out for lunch with my friends and I had my Cezanne blouse on, my cabbages and roses dungarees and my boots. And, I, you know, I wasn't being sick anymore and I had some makeup on and I just felt really, really glam. I bet you felt dead flash, didn't you? I felt really flash. Um, so that's that's what I've been buying. And then one thing that I feel I need to alert all Fringe of It listeners to, um, whilst I didn't purchase this, I got sent it and it was the most exciting delivery I've ever had. And that is, it was a box from Bando from Los Angeles. So oh. exciting. So Bando, for those of you who don't know, it's a brand started by Jen Gotch. You must follow on Instagram. Um, I think, I want to say 10 years ago, but I don't even think it's been that long. Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, and they have bits and bobs um, in the UK, but if you wanted their apparel, like their clothing, you had to order it from the US and import charges. You never knew how much it was going to be. Um, and they've just launched a UK site, so you can order it. It has the prices and it'll come from the US, but you won't have to pay import or duties. And I have this jacket. It's the best thing ever. And it's a blue workwear jacket with a Peter Pan collar and it's got just two pockets on the front and then on the back it says dream baby dream in embroidery on the back and it's just I feel like David Bowie shall we move on to Teletalk let's move on can I ask first of all have you finally watched call me by your name no okay so that 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 made that kept that nice and Nice and short, and isn't it? <laughs> and my DVD is now overdue at the library. Oh, to add insult to injury. Um, it is it. Well, after this podcast recording, I will go and watch it. But I can't because my laptop doesn't have a disc drive. So why did you get it? Because the Xbox has a disc drive, but I want to go to bed and watch it. Oh, Charlotte. No, I've not watched Call Me by Your Name. Sorry, I'll get on it. I'll do it. I will get on it. Well, you better now because we're, we're, we're in the red. <laughs> this is the third week I've spoken about it and not watched it. Did you watch Bake Off this week? Yes, but I feel like I've forgotten what happened. Wow. This is quality listening. For... <laughs> what week was it? Oh, samosas. <gasps> you know what, samosas. Actually, there were samosas. Actually, there were samosas. But actually, do you know what? Relating to Teletalk, I read a brilliant article on the pool um by sally hughes and it was about spoilers and i sent it to you i don't know whether you got around to reading it i I did do that you did do it thank you um and 
I found it really interesting, especially because of the way we approach things on the podcast and the kind of apprehension I always seem to have before about mentioning anything. But it was a thing, a whole piece about spoiler culture and how it shouldn't be expected for people to wait for everyone to have watched or seen something before they talk about it after it's aired. And I was like, mm, interesting. And she was like, she takes in, into consideration the fact people do have like evening jobs or like schedules that are different to what's on television. But I was like, it, she made some very interesting points. I think a week, I mean, no, I think five days. If you've not watched something in five days. I think so. And I think that's why I think we have to mention things. You know, like, like the fact Michael dies. Matthew, Michael. Who's Michael? Like Michael <laughs> dies at the end of a series two of Downton Abbey. I literally had no idea what you were talking about then. I was like, was this on Bake Off? <laughs> So Bake Off, let's go, because we didn't talk about Spice Week, but I think the less said about cardamom, the better. Um, It was really awkward, actually. I first, um, when I made my friends in Margate, my my best mum friend there, she just loves cardamom. And I had to, like, have a word. And I said, Camille, I hope she doesn't mind me saying, I said, I've got to tell you something. And she said, what? And I said, "I, I really don't like cardamom. And I also really don't like rose flavored things or lavender flavored things, and they're all her favorite things. So she not like rose flavored things. No, no, but the reason I had to tell her was because you'd go round and she'd make brownies, but she'd put put, put cardamom in them, or she'd make a dessert and put rose in it. And I was I was eating it like really politely, but our friendship was going really well, and I was just thinking, I'm gonna have to tell her. I'm going to have to tell her that unfortunately it's just not for my palate. Oh wow, you did the right thing though, Charlotte. How brave. I know, I know. I just I just felt awful because if you're gonna be really good friends with somebody and then every time you're going around there and you know, there's there's something and you're thinking, Oh And the first few times I ate it politely. So hang on, let's go back to this week's bake off. So there was okay. so there was the sweet and the savoury samosas. Yes. And then they had to do a banquet pie. Which was remarkable. I just I don't know what to say about the fish, the fish. I learned my biggest takeaway from this week was if in doubt, just spray it silver. Because I feel like if he, if Dan hadn't have sprayed it silver, he'd have had no hope. And he really recovered it well with a bit of silver spray paint. In future, that's all I'm going to do. Just spray my food silver when it's looking a bit shoddy. Please never, ever spray paint any pastry you're going to feed to me silver. It Oh, it was so funny. Are and you going to have to have the friend chat with me about the uh, card and <laughs> friend chat? Liv, you're going to have to stop spraying things silver. I've just come round for salmon and avocado on toast, the usual, and now it's silver. <laughs> it wasn't looking as best, Charlotte. What can I say? Um, and then the technical challenge. Um, I don't, oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry for any French listeners. But the put de amour. Is that how you say it? Um. No comment. Um, there was a lot of creme pat. Which, oh, oh yes, yes. Which is which is all quite frankly, I want from a dessert. Oh my, yeah, it was, it was. I feel like anyone that when you abbreviate it to creme pat, it makes you sound really like you know what you're talking about. I've never made a creme pat in my life. I've eaten a lot of creme pat. It's honestly one of my favourite things. But I feel the right person went. I do too. Unfortunately, well. Toss-up. Oh, really? It was a toss-up, yeah. Okay, we won't mention the person that 
went. But who do you, who else was in the firing line for you? Oh, who was the other person? There was one other person, Man- Manon. Oh, okay. She did have a tricky week. She did. I'll give her that. Manon, I could have gone for me. Well, she's on thin ice for next week. I feel like if she doesn't, if she has a bad week next week and she gets through, then she's been lucky. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I think we're getting. I think it's getting tight now. Oh, we're edging into. Oh, we are, aren't we? It's getting on. Yeah, I know. I hate this bit of the Bake Off where you get into it and then you're like, oh, actually, it could be over soon. I'm not ready for it to be over. Let's not talk about I know, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Um, I. Oh, actually, do you know what I watched this week for the first time ever? Oh, pray tell. An extra slice. <gasps> oh, I watched it last week. It was brill. So I've never watched it, but my mum and Jack's mum absolutely love it. And I think, I don't know what I thought it was. I thought it was a load of old nonsense. And what happens, I don't know if they do this every episode, but they bake the thing like one of their cakes again. So do you remember Terry's Eiffel Tower? Yeah, it looked incredible. Yeah, did you see the finished result? Yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely incredible. It just goes to show that the pressure in that tent is inc- oh, like immense. I love, I loved watching that. Did you see the girl making the chilli cake? Oh, that sounded disgusting. Could not do that, but I really enjoyed it. I didn't know if I'd like an extra slice, but... Yeah, and that comedian is fast. Very quick. Very, very funny. I don't know. I, I I mean, how many episodes, how many series of an extra slice have I missed? Oh, God, don't start catching up now. <laughs> um, what Please. else have I been watching? I'm sorry, I've been ill. So honestly, I'm just going to say what I've been watching, but it's of no, it's it's of no substance to anybody listening. I've been watching Teletubbies with June because she's not been very well. So, <laughs> I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. Oh, okay, yes, it is. Um, so the worst part was on Sunday when when I was going through the worst of it, I could just have the Teletubbies theme tune in my head as I was laid on the bathroom floor. Oh God, <laughs> it was dark. Um, that really adds insult to injury, doesn't it? Mm, it really does. And I'm sorry, I watched Bridget Jones's Baby again. I was feeling <gasps> sorry for myself. I watched that this week as well. I think I might watch it once a week till Christmas now. Oh, it is good though, isn't it? And then the other thing that I've been watching, which I've mentioned before, is I've, um, because mum's been here a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mum was here so we could crack on with our series that we were watching, which was Shit's Creek. And it's just getting better and better. It's terrible. We don't know why we like it. It's on Netflix and it spells... S-C-H-I-T-T, um, Shit's Creek, it's great. But honestly, nothing nothing to contribute to Teletalk this week, I'm afraid, because I've had my head down the toilet. Okay, that, that's a good enough excuse. Have you have you got anything to add? What's your excuse? Well, aside from Jeremy Kyle, um, I also watched, well, I watched two things. One's going to be of interest, one will not. One that I was, I thought was glorious was the 30th anniversary of This Morning, their birthday special. Which oh, I was, would have really enjoyed that. Oh, it was a laugh a minute. Was that when Alison Hammond? Um, yeah, accidentally threw a man into into the the Albert Docks. I was going to say the Liverpool Sea, but yeah, the Albert Docks. <laughs> or the Liverpool Sea, Charlotte, either or. Um, but it was... <laughs> You thought you were still laughing. No, I am because honestly, if nobody has seen that, go on the internet and Google it because it's honestly, I've got goose pimples just thinking about it. It made me howl. 
it was very very funny indeed so I watched that love this morning love Phil and Holly more than anything and because we had a bit of time in Ibiza and we didn't really have any plans we all very very much got sucked into watching Killing Eve and we finished it we inhaled it well, I feel like people are dying for us to talk about it, but I've not watched it. Do you know what? I'm probably not going to watch it, so let's just... Really? Yeah. Well, I've not got time to catch up on everything. There's only, there's like eight episodes, they're 40 minutes each. If you can watch Bridget Jones's Baby in a week, come on, Charlotte. It's not going to happen. I'm solo parenting till the 12th. Oh, put, squeeze in an episode a night. Okay, fine. Do, do you want to talk about it? I don't mind if you ruin anything. Let me talk about it a little bit. I really think you should watch it because it's so, so brilliant. I loved it. I was just, I've, initially watching the first episode, I was a bit worried I wouldn't love it. And I thought it'd be a bit slow. And then I got so invested in it. And like Bodyguard, there were so many moments where you're just kind of thinking, why are you doing that? Why are you making these decisions? And I absolutely love Eve. I love Sandra O, oh, who plays Eve. I think she's hilarious. I love the fact that there's lots of comedy in it and it's there's some real chuckle moments. But I also love Jodie Comer, who plays Villanelle, and I think she's brill. And she's just... Oh, I don't know whether you can suggest that a female assassin is cool because I wouldn't say that's the first thing, but she's just... I read an interview with... Jodie who plays her and she said there's a lot of things in her character which she does which make her seem quite human and quite likable and I think that's where you kind of fall for her a bit because she does have she does say and do things that you think oh I relate to that and you think oh damn I shouldn't be relating to you you're the baddie but um no I loved it it was so so good and were you pleased with the ending I don't know what the ending is but everybody said the ending of body well everybody quite a lot of feeling towards the bodyguard was that the ending was rushed what about the ending of killing eve i thought the ending was brilliant um it obviously i don't think this will spoil too much it obviously leads on to a second series there's obviously going to be more um which is a good thing because it was a great series but it's also frustrating because there's still questions unanswered so there's that double-edged sword of like yes there's going to be more and damn i'm gonna have to wait but um, I loved it. The, the wardrobe in it, Charlotte, if you do it for nothing else but the wardrobe, there's a Burberry lace pale blue dress. There's a Chloe blouse. There's a Molly Goddard chul dress. I want that Molly Goddard dress badly. Oh, she's she. that's the thing. I think if you watch it for nothing else, like she's got serious style kudos. Can I watch it on my own though? Is it not going to make me a bit jumpy? No, not, I, don't, I don't think so. I think Remember I'm a, a baby slash nana. Again, it's... Like Bodyguard, it's not the kind of thing I'd be scared to watch on my own. And I'm a bit of a scaredy pants. I can't remember what I said I was going to do after the podcast, but now I'm going to do that instead. On that note, I'm going to move on to this week's Bridge Fantasy. I'll leave this one to the to you, the boss. I'm going to say, you're going to be disappointed, but I know I've mentioned it about 400 times, but I've been ill. And the only thing that's, got, you? Me, the only thing that's got me through this week is rich tea biscuits. Oh, Joe, when you're ill, a rich tea or a digestive, it's all you need. I just, I didn't eat anything. Um, I just couldn't face it. And then somebody brought around some rich rich tea biscuits, my brother actually. And I've been munching on those all week. They've just oh. been, they've just been the best. Oh God, 
they are that's all you need a little bit of sweetness but not anything too intense well it was it was a shame actually because the sunday before i was ill i went to the supermarket and i made a chicken pie and i made two banana breads because we had five five overripe bananas um but I didn't want to eat them because I was sick. And my mum and dad, this was before they got sick, so they couldn't eat it. Because obviously, you know, if you've got something like that and you do the cooking, you've kind of infected the food. So after my mum and dad got it, they kind of rushed round and they said, oh, we can have some of that banana bread now. Oh, my God. Did it get eaten then? Yeah, we've been toasting it and putting butter on it. Oof. But, because I didn't know you could toast banana bread. It was only up until... Last year, and I went to a cafe, and I said, "I oh, can I have some banana bread." And they said, "Would you like it toasted?" And I just looked at them. Pardon? You're like, I beg your pardon. But but when you when you have it out, they normally put it in the panini press or some kind of. At, at home, it's quite hard to get that crunch. Oh no! Do you know what I have toasted it for? I like to toast coconut bread as well. What? How do you toast it? Just cut a slice and put it in the toaster. Oh, you see, my I think. This banana bread was a bit a bit weighty to go in the toaster. Oh, I don't think so. I think you'd, I think you'd surprise yourself. No, trust me. I've had it in. I had to really go in with some um, some implements to get it back out again. <laughs> oh God! Please don't turn that. I switched off, off at the wall. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh God! Panic. Um, but yeah, have you been eating anything interesting? Or oh, what? Have you had an Ibiza to eat? Did you have any crisps? <laughs> I love that. That would be the first thing I would have eaten when I went on holiday. Yeah, you go to the supermarket and you get crisps. I bought and we had a, we've eaten a lot of Pringles this week. Not even Lay's, just Pringles. Okay, no, it's all about the Lay's. Sat in Ibiza eating Pringles watching Jeremy Kyle. Goodness gracious <laughs> me. Oh, I promise I did other things. Now, there's a couple of restaurants near where we stay, which we absolutely love going to. So we went there a few times. I love aioli or alioli, depends how you say it, um, when I'm on holiday. Like that garlicky mayo dip that you get with bread for a starter. My mouth is, my my jaw's going. So I've mainly been, like, I had so much last night, I stank. (laughs) I could literally taste it this morning. I was like, that's when you know you've gone in too hard. (laughs) But I just, I'll tell you what I did have. Actually, for dinner tonight, I had the loveliest meal at a local restaurant in Broccoli called Masala Wala. Um, and it was absolutely delicious. It's a Pakistani cafe and they have a very small menu and it changes. And we, Joe and I had, let me get up the actual thing we had. We had this like lamb masala dish and then this beetroot curry and it was amazing i'm not normally very adventurous with curries but wow recommend that one recommend and yeah it was a delight well since i've not been able to enjoy food to the fullest this week i promise i will make up for it next week please do also this should have gone in telly talk but i'm very excited to see star is born i I am desperate to see a star is born. I don't know how I'm gonna I don't know how I'm gonna see it. I don't know how I'm gonna see it. I don't know what we're gonna do. Why? I, I feel like I need to see it before I see you next week. Um well that's just not possible. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Oh. We don't have time. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? <gasps> also, another thing for TV talk. Why am I thinking all these things now? Go on. Graham Norton's back. <gasps> That is a public service announcement. When is he back? Tomorrow? No, he was back last week with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I should have mentioned it in Teletalk every Friday. So it's on tonight at 10.35pm. Right, well, there's no way I'm watching Killing Eve now. But but you've got time. No, it's because not... I'm going to be watching Graham Norton. Oh, from last week. From last yeah. week. I love Lady Gaga and I love Bradley Cooper. My friend saw Bradley Cooper once out and about in London at, at wow. a bar and said his skin is just perfection. I always envy people that see like real celebrities like just out and about. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anyone that famous, but yeah, apparently his skin is flawless. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything less. From the I was gonna say the coops. I've never called him that in my life, so I'm gonna stop. Oh well you're very familiar. <laughs> So this week, Charlotte and I decided to do something a little bit different where our topic would normally be. Seeing as we get so many different questions from different listeners, we thought we'd open up the floor and take some of yours to answer on this week's episode. So we've both picked five questions each and we thought we'd sit and answer them just so it's a nice little chat, but kind of led by a bit of a loose theme, if that makes sense. There's no theme. There's no theme, but the theme is questions. <laughs> the theme is questions. Um, <laughs> actually, we we went off and I said, pick five each. And we actually picked two the same. So there's not actually ten questions. There's uh, two less than ten. I can't, I can't <laughs> add up. Otherwise known as eight. <laughs> right. First question. How do you find new brands? And that's from the other medley one. Um, these Instagram names, by the way. This is quite true. So I, I used to always find new brands, which sounds a bit of a funny one, on ASOS, where they have their kind of brands or like different names. Like earlier this week, I found a brand on ASOS. It's a knitwear brand and they were called, oh, I think it was called One On. I accidentally thought it was called On One. <laughs> <laughs> what a name, On One. Oh, she's On One. That's what I but now I find myself discovering things on Instagram so much more. Um, I love the explore page or I just like, I fall into the depths of an Instagram hole sometimes when it comes to discovering new brands. Someone might wear something and then I'll click on that or I might discover someone new on Instagram and I'll see the kind of brands they're mentioning. That's probably the first thing I do to discover new brands now after looking on ASOS. What about you? I, mine's Instagram. I wish I had a more creative answer. I but, know. Um, just following kind of the right people that really feature, because independent brands are what I really, really love. Um, yeah. And to be honest, most of the brands that I discover are 
are US based, which always upsets me a bit because I kind of know that due to imports and shipping that I'm probably not going to be able to do an order or a big order anytime soon. But I think Taylor Sterling's really good on Instagram um, in the US. She's always kind of recommending small brands. She's the founder of The Glitter Guide. In the UK, obviously yourself. Um, Brittany, um, Brittany, Brittany Bathgate's really good. I know we mentioned Brittany a lot on here, but she's really good for finding smaller um, UK or European brands. Um, who else do I really like to follow um, on Instagram? Hannah Stephenson is brilliant. She features more kind of Scandinavian brands. Yes, yeah, she's ever so good. She's really good. Great with colour, um, just great at cool shapes, things a little bit different. Who else? Do I, I think I... Studio B Fashion as well. Yes, Studio B um brilliant yeah, she's really so cool they have a website but they're also on instagram and she's got a really good eye for new brands really really like her really really good so in short um we discover them on instagram so lauren lee webb asks have either of you ever suffered mental health issues i definitely have um i wouldn't say that mine are officially diagnosed um I definitely suffered about depression I would say in my early 20s and that was more connected to a breakup and I didn't know until I was out of it just how down and depressed and kind of self-destructive I was um and this was probably before the days of social media um as well or smartphones but I do remember that as being a particularly kind of dark time but I would go out and drink a lot and party a lot so I kind of masked it a lot with that um, and as I say that was definitely connected to a breakup um, and then as I've got older it's generally under the umbrella of anxiety um, career related friendship related just a lot of self-doubt a lot of um, a lot of self-loathing I think a lot of um I'm trying to think because I feel like I'm in a better place mentally now than I've been my entire life. I definitely get periods of higher anxiety. Um, again, talking about alcohol, I have, I think I have a, a quite a normal relationship with alcohol. Um, I have a drink a couple of times a week, not, not every week. Um, but somebody said basically, um, alcohol is like adding petrol to anxiety and it really is. So after a night out, um, that that really really does kind of flare up my anxiety but in general i can relate mine to my hormone cycles now so yes. for example the week before my period my anxiety my self doubt my um kind of self self worth is is quite bad um but i can kind of notice patterns now um whereas before in my 20s um I used to be up and down like a yo-yo. I really did. Um, whereas now I can kind of see patterns and most of the time it's related yeah, to my period cycle. So I can give myself breaks and it's quite easy for me to sit here and say, you know, my mental health and everything is, I'm doing much better because I'm in a good place right now. You know, my career is going quite well. I'm happy with that. Um, you know, everything at home's okay. Um, and generally when everything's okay, for me, it's quite easy for me to be in a better place mentally. And I know that's not the case for everybody, but, um, I do have a business coach who I, who I pay for and she actually kind of acts 
unofficially as as a therapist I would say I speak to her every fortnight um every two weeks and she really helps with any kind of feelings that I've got um in in all capacities really um so she she really helps so I essentially I talk it through with her for an hour every two weeks and um she's a really really great help what about you Liv? No, I totally, totally agree with you and so many of the things you said. Um, I feel like I've definitely, definitely agree with you in terms of always, fe- I, like, I've always had a history of feeling quite anxious and suffering with like nerves and particularly I used to get quite panicky. Um, and there's lots of periods in your life where I think hindsight is a really interesting thing with mental health because I look back and when I was at school especially I used to get really panicky in like exams or if I was in an assembly and I was in the middle seated that used to really panic me because I couldn't get out I felt really trapped in things and I think because no one really spoke about what those feelings were I never really knew I know I, I kind of always thought that I was a bit like oh why do I feel like this why do I feel really anxious and I felt like it a lot when I was in sick form and I used to get very, very anxious before going to class because one of my teachers would pick on me a lot and want me to speak. And I think I always kind of worried about that. And my mum, I know, used to feel quite a lot like that. So I feel like that's like that's helped me understand those feelings a lot more. And like you say, especially now, I can pinpoint a lot of certain moods in relation to my hormone cycle and my period especially I mean even this week when I was away there was a couple of days where I felt really like a bit I felt quite down and I felt rubbish about myself and I felt really low about things and I know that that comes with my period but there has been times especially like late teens where I felt really low and I didn't really know what it was and I think that is sometimes the hardest thing when you just can't pinpoint it to a certain like trigger or Mm. period or anything and you just think I don't know why I feel like this so some I think feeling sometimes in control of those emotions whether they're good or bad is quite a relief even if you know even like I know that I'm going to feel a bit rubbish at a certain time of a month but at least I feel reassured that I kind of know why I'm feeling like it definitely I think I yeah what you said there hindsight is a wonderful thing because now I know how to deal with myself when I feel like that and necessarily some of the triggers I would avoid so for example probably wouldn't go on a wild night out because I know I mean I'm not going to go on a wild night out anyway I um, mean don't go looking at cozies at 12 30 before your period <laughs> but you Woo! know I just I just know that maybe some exercise might help I know that eating well might help or I know that um I say eating well eating vegetables or I might know that actually what I need is a big slice of cake or what I need is to switch off from social media or what I need to do is watch Bridget Jones's baby for the fourth hundred time um and I feel like I'm much better equipped to deal with that anxiety and I also think that knowing myself more so the thing that used to that used to happen to me all the time when I was younger is I would erupt in these kind of hysterical I call them hysterical because I could never stop crying I just couldn't everything would build on top of me it'd be overwhelming and I used to just like break down so that my mum and dad or Jack whereas now I know that that was almost a 
um, a side effect of my personality, which is I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Whereas now I know that perfectionism is bullshit and it's okay to fail. It's okay to, you know, not meet deadlines. <laughs> not if one of my clients is listening, but you know, it's, you know, we are all only human. Whereas when I was younger, yeah. I didn't understand that as humans, we all, we all suffer with this kind of thing. So I just thought that everybody else was doing brilliantly. And actually it was, I was alone with these feelings. I think that's it. I think the more you talk about it and the more you realize that you're not like an anomaly in feeling like it. I remember when I was with my first boyfriend and bearing in mind, I was about like just before I, just before I was 15. So I was very young. And I remember I was, I remember being really tearful all the time with him. And it was when I just first started like really getting quite hormonal. And I remember, I think he said to my mum, he was like, Oh, Liv keeps crying and I don't know what to do. (laughs) I mean, poor guy. But I feel like at the time you just feel like you're this total anomaly that's just really tearful and almost like a bit broken. And you're just like, I don't know why I keep getting upset. And actually, you know, now I can have loads of conversations with all my best friends about feeling like it or they can cry to like to me or I can confine in them and you think, oh, it's totally normal. Whereas I think when I was when you're a lot younger, no one really talks about it and you just think you're this I don't know, like I suppose when you're growing up, so when you're tearful and you're hormonal and even if you're even if it's not hormones, even if it's even if you're depressed or you're anxious or anything, there's that kind of thing where you feel like oh I'm hard work or I'm difficult for feeling like it and it's like no that's like totally the opposite yeah you're not a burden you, you like know. absolutely not and I think as I get older I, I realize more that actually being open about those things is the best thing you can do it's the most helpful thing you can do for yourself and for other people because all people want to understand is what's going on in your head so they can help you and that it's not a pain for for anybody but I think it is it is hindsight and it's growing up and it's recognizing those things and knowing that everyone goes through them at some point like it's the most normal thing definitely um my phone has died so I can't read the rest of the questions that we picked um Becky underscore boo 83 asks if you could both have five guests over for dinner dead or alive who would you pick and why? I thought this was a really funny question because I feel like I know who some of yours would be. And I feel like mine are probably quite similar. And I know who, who of mine I'd swap out for you, who you swap out, if that makes sense. Okay, fine. Um, okay, let's see if we can guess each other. So I think you're going to okay. invite Florence Welch. She's top of my list. Okay, fine. Done. Ding. Ding. Um, one point to me. Okay. Oh, uh, S- Sasha Ronan. No, no, she's not on my list. Oh, is she not invited? Shame. Sorry. Sorry about that. Oh, okay, fine. Guess one of mine. A Stevie Nicks. No, no, Stevie's not coming. Oh, okay. I wonder um, if she'd be hard work. Really? Yeah, I feel like I love her too much to meet her. Freddie Mercury. Oh no, you see, mine's no. I'm I'm trying to think who's going to have a good time. Oh, they both have a good time. Yeah, but this is more a party. I just don't know if Bowie? I, ju- I just don't know if I don't know if Freddie and Stevie are going to be sat down, tucking into a pasta bake. Okay. Sh- shall I put you out your misery? 
Put me at my mis- misery. Well, actually, do you know what? Freddie can come. I hadn't actually thought about Freddie. Okay. Freddie can come, but he's not on the top five. So on the top five, Adele, she has got, she's oh, guest yeah. of honour. Yeah. Oprah. Oh. Oprah's coming. Jane Fonda. Oh. And then, then I'm a bit confused, you see, because I think Adele, Oprah and Jane Fonda, we're, you know, we're all going to get on swimmingly. A lot of like cackling, a lot of like, you know, cocking my head back in, you know, pure pure hilarity um and then i'd really like to invite colin firth but i think i've I've got colin firth at mine he's right at the end of my list well i I don't (laughs) want to get into it but do i want colin firth to come around for dinner or you know a more a more romantic dinner and if you've got like loads of girls having a giggle is colin gonna just you know are are the girls gonna be able to be themselves around colin it's what I ask myself every day. Um, El- Elton's coming. Oh, yeah. oh, brilliant, Shell. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got Adele and you've got Elton. So, you know, about pudding, before the coffee comes out or the tea, they can crack on at the piano. Tinkle on the ivories. Yeah, absolutely. And then, then I'm not sure whether to invite Meryl Streep or Diane Keaton. <gasps> See, Meryl Streep I was going to invite to mine. Well, I'll just come to yours and then Diane Keaton can come to mine. Brilliant. Okay, who else have you got on your list? I've got, well, I feel like my dynamic's all a bit wrong now. Yeah, well, the thing is, Stevie would be great and Freddie, but I'd, they'd be who I'd invite to a party, not a dinner party. Yeah, see, I've got Alex Turner, but I feel like he could be quite sombre. Do you know what I mean? I think he could be a bit deep and poetic. Do not put me next to my... Um, to Alex Turner. Miles Kane, on the other hand, can come round. Miles Kane would be a giggle, wouldn't he, at a dinner party? I think he'd be like, he'd, he'd have a cackle. I tell you what, I think if you invited Miles Kane amongst this lot, would have a hoot. I think so too. See, now I feel like my list is just a bit, I, I've not thought about it properly. Go on, who else? Well, I've got either Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger, or David Bowie, but I can't have all three of them. <laughs> well, I think the only person you're going to get sensible conversation out there is David Bowie, to be honest, because I feel like Paul McCartney has got a tendency to go a bit weird. And really? Mick Jagger, I just think, would just be trying to impress all the ladies. Yeah, I think, yeah, no, you're right. I think him and Florence would get along maybe too well and they would be able to get a word <laughs> in edgeways. And I'd be like, my dinner party, everybody. <laughs> get well, it cross. Yeah, while well, you're stuck with Alex Turner going, hmm, yeah, great great Alex great <laughs> I hate this don't you um and then I've got Princess Diana well yeah I think I think Lady Di's I... gonna have a good time she's gonna like I think but do you see what I mean I think I've just there's just a bit of a jumble I put Audrey Hepburn down but then I just I just think it's yeah it's a bit yeah then she's got a deer running loose in the kitchen time to go yeah. home Audrey take Bambi <laughs> with you I think it's just I, I I need a bet of a better diet. I think there's two dinner parties in there or three even. I don't think there's just one. <laughs> I love how we're taking this so seriously. Well, it was going to happen, wasn't it? We can't just we can't rush these things. When that question came up, I was a bit concerned. It was a bit of a it was a bit of a deep one. Well, we both went off to uh, to write our list and reconvene. I love, I love that we saw the mental health question. Thought, no, that's not too deep. Saw the dinner party one. I thought, oh, I have to come back to that. 
<laughs> I can't answer you immediately on that one. Um, the other question that involves some research was um, your top five TV or film shows of 2018. Film shows. Film shows. All right, Nan. <laughs> of 2018. Um, we really had to go and research that one, didn't we? Oh, I I did didn't have struggle on that. <laughs> well, for starters, Liv forgot about Mamma Mia too. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Oh God. Is that your number one? Well yeah, it's now that I've remembered. And call me by your name. Well, I mean we can't discuss that. What else is on there? Bodyguard. <laughs> Everything in the last two weeks I can remember. <laughs> okay, mine is Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but I think that came out in 2017. Okay. Glow, series two. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that, but yeah, like Glow one. Um, Queer Eye. Oh, okay, yeah. Now now we're talking. And then Book Club, which basically is my dinner party. I haven't party. seen Book Club yet. You've been watching Killing Eve while I've been watching Book Club. I mean, it all pans out eventually. I am desperate to watch Book Club. Um, And then Mamma Mia too. so... It's 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 a really obvious list from me. What else have you got on yours? Um, so many that I just can't name them. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll come back to that question. I'd like to see a wrinkle in time. Um, I th- also think that the Queen film Bohemian Rhapsody is coming out this year. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, maybe we maybe we'll do an end of year review, like um, like the big fat quiz of the year. We'll do like an end of year fringe of year. Fringe of it review where we can't remember anything. <laughs> we we'll have to really like scratch our heads. Yeah, it will be terrible. Apologies. I'll be like, what? Advance. What came out in January? I mean, to be honest, the podcast hadn't launched in January, so I wasn't inclined to remember anything before February. <laughs> um, what other questions have we got? My phone's still not come back on yet. So the Roaming Caravan Co. asks, "How are you both coping with wedding planning slash the demand to make it insta perfect?" Okay, I could probably answer this one straight away because um, we were originally going to elope just because we've been engaged for four years. We've been together for nearly 10. And then, you know, we have decided to go for the big day. Um, But I couldn't believe how easy it was to get swept up in it. And actually this week I've had to have a little word with myself because I wanted, I want, I can't say specifically the bits because I'm still trying to keep it all a secret, but I wanted this and I wanted that and I wanted this. And I actually had to sit down and have a word with a little think with myself and go, you know, do you actually need that? And why is it that you want it? Is it because you want to make a visual feast? Um, not no, not just for Instagram, but, you know, because I love that kind of thing. And, you know, do you actually need all those extras that you're that you're thinking about? I, I don't know. Have you felt the same? Yeah, completely. I think when you go to lots of events and you're surrounded by it, I think you can get swept up in thinking you're planning like a brand event or like, (laughs) or you've got this brand budget and you're like, actually, what is important? And I think you have to, when you're planning, you have to kind of prioritize like people, like the things that are really important, like people, food, the venue. And I think it's almost like a few things will overlap and a few things won't like you can never often have everything and so if you're going to have a venue in a different country you probably won't have all the people there you want or you probably won't have the caterers so it's kind of working out what's important but it's so easy to get swept up and even talking to Joe who's shot a lot of weddings he said it's amazing how many people were like sent him a mood board of photographs from Pinterest that have been from editorials 
and they're like, oh, yeah, this is the kind of thing we have in mind. And Joe will be like, OK, but, you know, this was a, an editorial for a magazine that had, you know, however many people working on it and this much budget. And so I think people can get really into the idea of doing something really elaborate and amazing, which obviously is brilliant. But I think it's very, very easy to kind of get swept up in the whole aesthetics 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 and actually forget why you're doing it and what's important what people will care about absolutely I think it's just trying to think about what are you going to remember in a year's time what are you going to remember in five years time in 10 years time you know are you going to remember um some of the yeah some of the details that I want and I'm thinking that it's just not it's just not especially when you see the price of it you're like I know I don't need that eye sculpture of my face but that's the thing like even I mean not that but we've um (laughs) the eye sculpture of our faces but um the caterers were showing us like different cutlery and stuff and that like he just sent us over some pictures and he was like what ones do you like and I picked out a set and he was like oh that's the most expensive and I was like I didn't know that I didn't there was no cost on it obviously I've just got very expensive toast but then you think are people actually going to remember the cutlery at the end of the day I said because I kind of know what cutlery and stuff I want I said maybe I'll just get myself the nice cutlery that I want and then I've got it and then I'm sure nobody else cares. They can just have the normal cutlery. Yep, just princess wants the princess cutlery, please. <laughs> can you imagine if I did that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But yeah, I'd be th- like the Beckhams, both have a throne. I'm tempted. They've still got those thrones, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, she brought them to that Vogue shoot that she did. Oh my God, that is amazing. Hilarious. So yes, I think with weddings, you have to keep going back to your budget you have to keep going back to why you're getting married you know it's it's not a big spectacle you know you're not Kate and Wills um so just calm yourself down yep sit yourself down and have a word um can you remember any other questions because my phone still won't switch on the art of being holly asks what are your favorite things to do when you've got a day to yourself do you want to ask this I feel like you might have Sorry, this sounds really patronising. A few more days to yourself. <laughs> well, um, to be honest, I, I feel like weekends I like to keep really precious if I can. Um, and if I've got a day to myself, I really, I don't know. I like to just try and see family and friends, which sounds really boring and predictable. I like to take Maggie out for a walk, um, put some music in, just go out with my like, cup of tea in the morning take her out enjoy that I mean I always this is like my idea in my head where I'm like not too tired to keep snoozing that I'm like I'll go out take the dog for a walk I like to just potter around the shops have no real commitments get back in the afternoon watch a film have a nice takeaway like just the small things I think are the things I look forward to the most sounds really boring I'm sorry but that that's what I like to do as well. So boring, isn't it? I just really like to just potter and just like just being leisurely is really like a real luxury, I think. Oh my goodness. June went to nursery for the first time in a week and the excitement that washed over me today after I dropped her off because she was more than happy to be there. And I got home and my house was just silent. 
And I got, I actually went to Tesco on the way home, got a chocolate croissant. I mean, it's not a croissant. It's like 55p for this. There's way more chocolate than there is pastry. And I, I made a cup of tea and sat and ate that pastry with a candle lit. And it was heaven. It was heaven. I also love having a day to myself in London. Um, I'm just actually quite far down on my Instagram grid because I'm doing a bit of research for Christmas and I remember last year I just walked around London I had a whole day to myself and just went to like my favourite bakeries and I mentioned it earlier on that I did it a couple of weeks ago went to my favourite bakeries my favourite shops um just got inspiration just from walking around I just I just love walking around London on my own it's one of my favourite things to do Oh, it is when, do you know what the other, last weekend, Joe and I went up to Columbia Road on Sunday and we had no time constraints and it was, yeah, going, being able to walk around the shops if we wanted to get a bus home, like all the things that we think we're always like rushing and to not rush, I think is one of my favorite things to do with a day to myself. Definitely. One of the biggest things I miss about London is Columbia Road. Oh, so gorgeous. But we went a bit late. Oh, it was a bit busy. It was very busy. I think just going before nine. You've got to get there before nine, straight to Lily Vanilli. Straight there. We've got a sausage roll. It's forever known as sausage roll day now. um so there yeah nothing that exciting I'm afraid people but I'm I'm, to be honest are people surprised nope let's do one more question I've got one here and mine is from Dion Design and she asks how do your partners feel about what you do I thought this was quite an interesting question actually would you like to go first no you go first I'll, I'll I'll hand it over to you oh hand me the mic um yeah I I think Joe's pretty cool with what I do but he's always been pretty cool yeah I mean he's sitting right next to me um (laughs) awkward awkward um I mean we've been going out for nine years now and I've been blogging for eight of those so he knew me pre-blog during blog um so I think it's just the norm it's just the norm there's like I don't know. I don't think. What do you think? What do you think about what I do, Joe? Yeah, it's good. He says. <laughs> um, I Jack's always been really supportive, even in those dark days where I've wanted to give up, where I've wanted to go and get um, another job, a more stable job, um, a less unpredictable job. And he's always been the person that's like, you can't give up. You've got to keep going. Um, so generally very supportive. Um, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, but I just thought that was just a nice question. It was. It's nice to credit them both because you know we talk about them a lot on here. I know we really do. Poor J- thing. Jack's like talking about me on the podcast again. Are you? Oh, does he listen? Well, he's a bit behind this week. Rude. Well, Bunny, you're telling me. I'm like Josie. You're listening to another podcast that isn't mine. Should we start talking about '90s football? Do you think they'd both listen a lot more? Yeah, I'm going to be like Joe. Guess what? We've got a special guest next week. It's er- um, Eric Cantona. It's er- Eric Cantona. Joe's face <laughs> just went. That's the first footballer I thought of, Joe. <laughs> So I think that is it. I feel like we've definitely, we've not answered as many questions as we'd anticipated. We've definitely waffled on for long enough this evening. So I think we'll spare you any more pointless chatter for this week. But 
thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed it next week we will have a guest and then we might have to take a week off both Liv and i are on holiday and we have both hectic schedules and we've tried really hard to see if we can record as many podcasts as we can so there isn't a gap whilst we're away but we're just warning you now it might happen we're still trying to figure it figure it out but mid-october we might have to take a one-week break thank you so much for listening thank you to the facebook group if you'd like to go and join it's www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the fringe of it and if you'd like to review rate and subscribe it helps other people find us we will speak to you next week goodbye have a great week bye